Good morning and welcome to another podcast of Iconic Freedom, The Formula. We are talking about setting standards for accountability and responsibility in this journey of personal development. Let each care for self and all will be cared for. So on today's topic, I wanted to talk about toxic emotions. And, you know, I had mentioned this on the Instagram about this particular phrase that kind of gets bandied about as people talk about, you know, oh, this is a toxic situation or that person is toxic, which, okay, I kind of get it. It's like, you know, being around them is very difficult. It makes it very difficult to interact with them, a, a whole host of things. But it isn't just enough to recognize that somebody is toxic. Okay, so now that you know that they're toxic, so now what? I think a lot of times what happens is people will recognize something. They'll recognize a pattern of behavior with someone or that every time I'm around this person, they're very negative. Uh, you know, they're, they're downtrodden all the time. They're blaming other people, you know, that sort of thing. But they don't know then what to do about it. And that's the piece that I think is really important is, uh, I've mentioned this before, is that everything is about action, action, action. So when you discover for yourself that somebody is toxic and you realize that being around this person is never healthy for you, that when you leave the situation, it never feels enriching. It doesn't feel like, wow, that was enjoyable and, you know, um, hopefully I, you know, get to interact with that person again. If instead you're feeling like, you know, wow, every time I get around this person, it's just they have one problem after another or they're always emotional, they can't seem to manage themselves, um, those kinds of examples then you may realize that, you know, this person is toxic. And you know what? To the point that it could affect you physically. Uh, There are lots of people, myself included, that have hung around people for much too long, (laughs) longer than the expiration date. And um, it has affected health. It has impacted health. It impacted my own health. And uh, I think when you realize that, that's the time to say uh, it's, you know, walking away, starting to back yourself out of whatever you have immersed yourself with that person so that you can return to your own health and well-being. One of the things that happens a lot of the times is that if people are stuck in a people-pleasing mode, you know, that they have a hard time saying no or they have a need to please, Um, when they cannot say no, but they need to, then the reality is, is somebody is getting harmed. There will be harm in that choice of trying to people please. And that's either going to be other people uh, that it may impact, or it could be yourself, or it could be both. So the piece of that, I mean, the connection between something being toxic, a person being toxic, a situation being toxic, and the need to please uh, might be a component for you to examine for yourself and to look at for yourself. And, And if you're trying to figure that out, one of the things you might say to yourself is, well, you know, who... 
who would I choose to harm in this situation? I know that sounds kind of, you know, uh, blatant, but it's like, if I have this need to please, who who would I choose to harm? Am I going to harm myself? Or am I going to harm my partner? Uh, am I going to harm my family? Because in, in actuality, if you're trying to take action and get away from a toxic person, then you need to make that choice to move away from them. But if you have a confluence going on within you where you also are a people pleaser, that's going to be a tough situation for you to manage if you've never done it before. When you start doing this and you know you start going through the process and you make your choices and these small moment-to-moment choices you will start to find yourself moving away from those things and realizing that I don't need to harm anybody. I don't need to harm myself. I don't need to harm others by trying to people please. When you're not able to move away from a situation or you're not able to recognize the image building that you're doing by the inability to say no to something or to realize that something's toxic and I need to take action to move away from it, then you're just guaranteeing more stress in your life. Because what'll happen is is it'll call, it'll keep building on itself, right? And in some situations, I mean, people will take this to an extreme. Uh, maybe they are doing this with strangers. You know, that maybe you're in a position in life where you're interacting with clients and you're not realizing that your people-pleasing is not only toxic to you, but you're causing harm to others in order to people-please for a stranger. <laughs> and that's kind of an interesting choice to make, isn't it? That you would you would rather seek the affirmation of a stranger than make a choice for yourself not to image build, not to not take care of yourself and to not pay attention to your own choices. One of the pieces that I think is always important is to recognize that awareness is really just a first step. When you say that somebody is toxic and you've come to that awareness, again, that is just a first step. And then you need to take action. And everything, as I've mentioned before, life isn't happening to you. It's happening because of you and because of the choices that you're making. You don't want your good nature to be taken advantage of by other people because you are unwilling to be able to say no or you're unwilling to be able to walk away or you are unwilling to put an end to image building. Listen, if you're a good person, you're a good person. You can tell when you meet people if they have a good nature to them or not. You can see it, you can hear it, you interact with it, you can tell. You also, on a visceral level, can feel when you are meeting somebody for the first time, you kind of have that little indication in you, life whispering in your ear, right? That, uh, this person seems kind of (laughs) angry. And uh, I don't know if I really want to be hanging out with this person. 
And a lot of times what happens, so, uh, and this is, this is very true, it's true in movies, it's true in, you know, um, all kinds of media that you watch and you pay attention to is, and, and Instagram is filled with this stuff where, you know, somebody's good looks, somebody's beauty on the outside is being utilized to manipulate you into whatever, you know, to buy their product or to follow them on Instagram and all this other shenanigans. And the thing is, is to recognize that, to recognize that people are utilizing the facade, what is outside of them, in order to get you to do something when in fact it's the internal that you want to be paying attention to. Your own internal and then recognizing that what's going on outside of you may be attempting to manipulate you. And I'm going to circle back now that the idea of, you know, you've got this person in front of you that on the outside looks like this guy or girl that's got it all together. But the reality is, is that they don't. And after interacting with them on many occasions, you come to realize that it's it's a toxicity to be around them. Um, at the very least, it's not enriching. So then you realize this doesn't matter what your looks are. It matters who you are internally. And if you recognize the aspect and the quality of people that want to image build, yourself included, then you'll start to recognize those aspects uh, quicker uh, throughout your relationships and you'll move to a place where you no longer want to do that. You, you no longer want to make that choice of trying to image build by being a people pleaser. And by being a people pleaser, you have less and less chance of being around people that are toxic. And there's an interesting phenomena that as you continue to take care of yourself and you recognize these qualities in people and that you are doing your best to effort your own personal development away from those qualities that don't serve you, that you don't want to be a part of your standard, that people that do have toxicity in them, that do have these qualities that you don't want a part of your life, no longer want to hang around you. And the beauty is, is at some point, they don't even see you in this life. They will walk by you and they have no clue that you even exist because it's almost as if there's an internal compass in them that is attempting to find another person to engage in their psychodrama. I described this the other day to a friend and I said, you know, you need to develop, you know, I need to develop, everyone needs to develop this internal compass that keeps us on the track of being accountable and responsible, realizing that we don't need to people please, it's not necessary. But toxic people are like a magnet that when you put a magnet when you put a magnet next to a compass what does it do it like spins it out of control and it has you know it has no um 
It has no uh, direction. It's just all over the place. Well, think about that with people that you interact with in your world, that you have an internal authority that you need to follow, that you want to follow. And when people get around you that want to be that magnet and try to extract from you your good nature, those are the people then you move your compass, right? You move yourself, remove yourself from a situation. But you'll need to recognize for yourself, am I trying to image build? Am, am I attempting to try to be a good person? You know, I wanted to be a good person. You know, I, I wanted to do the right thing. Mm, well, either you're doing the right thing for yourself or you are not. That's all there is to it. If you are trying to do the right thing, you're trying to image build because you want to be seen as doing the right thing rather than just realizing my standard is I make this choice and then you make that choice. So often what happens is people are not taking ownership of their responsibility of their choices and then they're just whimsically responding to things. And I want to encourage you to find that internal authority, that compass of your own, that you want to set a particular standard, and then you want to live by that standard, and then you want to take action when you recognize that there is a toxicity in your life that needs to be extracted, right? There's always going to be consequences to choice. Um, when I said, you know, people whimsically respond to things, it's because they don't even realize that there are consequences to their choices. And you see this all the time. And they're not even considering, if I make this choice, what are the possibilities in making that choice? What are some of the, and I mentioned this, I think, before in a podcast, you know, what are the top three or the top five things that are possible? And can I respond to those things? And if you find yourself being able to do that, now you see yourself moving in that pathway towards uh, greater and greater accountability. One of the things that I have observed in people is that when they don't do this, they will be forever wrong. Now, we've talked about right, wrong, good, bad, all that kind of stuff, but but you'll understand this as you start to observe it, is that they're always making choices of poor quality, right? They'll always make the choice of you know, the the relationship or, you know, the, the food item on the menu or the house or the job or the friends or whatever, they'll always be making poor quality choices. And what's really neat is that as you continue to get healthier, you get more responsible, you will be wrong in a sense for yourself less and less. And that's one of the great things about going through this journey and realizing for yourself that it's almost as though life is urging you on to this place of contentment and joy and happiness, which is what it was meant to be, right? Is to have joy and happiness. Life is not about suffering. There is no virtue in suffering. 
But what's so cool is is that the more you do it, then the more accurate you get. It's like any other muscle. It's like, you know, any other, you know, movement that you would have in your life or any other um, skill that you want to develop. The more you do it, the better you get at it. And the more you trust that internal compass and that internal authority, the better you're going to get at it. And the better you get at it, the easier it becomes to recognize and to move away. And the less and less wrong you are for yourself as you continue to develop this. There is something that I think is fascinating about somebody being able to uh, find their own compass and to be able to go back and look at it and to be able to realize that there was an error on my part that I should not have been influenced or allowed myself to image build and yet I should have made this choice instead. I'm going to leave a link down below, but this recent um, interview with Steven Spielberg about his movie E.T. that, you know, at some point he, you know, kind of got all woke and decided that, you know, oh, guns, bad. And so then he went back in and extracted the weapons from the authority figures in the movie. And I think he replaced them with radios or something. And then... In this interview, he it kind of owns the fact that I should not have done that because, you know, it was basically an image build. But he was also recognizing that that movie was made for the time in which it occurred. And the first thing that popped in my head was, well, how come you didn't go in and remove all of the weapons out of the hands of all the Nazis in Schindler's List? Because it was made... To reflect a particular time, a particular story. And just because somebody has a weapon in their hand doesn't mean that this person is a danger. Uh, there are there are stories uh, aplenty where good people with a weapon are able to perform good deeds in the moment of something dangerous. But it was an interesting uh, revelation for him. It was an interesting uh, understanding of image building. And and what he was doing to image build was to rewrite history, in a sense, which I always think is kind of fascinating. So I'm going to leave that link down in the bottom of the comments. And uh, I encourage you to to find uh, an an even longer version of it, if you can, and, and see what that looks like. Are there films you would edit that you would, looking back at them, something you would have done differently? Say, I, I, as an editor, I feel that way about some, cover, some time covers. Not yours. Uh, <laughs> but is, is there a sense of... I know at one point you took some guns out of E.T. and then regretted that, it. That was How a mistake. You... That was a mistake. Um, I never should have done that because E.T. is um, a product of its era. And it, it's not, it, no, no film should be revised based on the lenses we now are either voluntarily or being forced to peer through. But uh, E.T. was a film that I was sensitive to the fact that the, that the federal agents were approaching a bunch of kids with their firearms exposed. 
and I thought I would change the guns into walkie-talkies. But E.T. was, and that was because years had gone by, and I, and I, I had changed my, my own views. I should never have messed with the archive of my own work, and I don't recommend anybody really do that. Your, your film, all our movies are a kind of um, measuring, sort of a signpost of where we were when we made them and what, what the world was like and what the world was receiving when we got those stories out there. So I really regret having done You feel that. that way about, this is such a current topic across literature and, and art in general, taking certain language out of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Is, is this, some, is this a, a feeling you have across across the world of art that we shouldn't apply today's standards to yesterday's work? Nobody should ever attempt to take the chocolate out of Willy Wonka, <laughs> ever. You know, and they shouldn't take the chocolate or the vanilla or any other flavor out of anything that has been written. It, it, is, it is absolutely, um, for me, it, it is sacrosanct. It's, it's something that, that uh, is our history. It's our cultural warts. It's our cultural heritage. Warts and all. Yeah, I do not believe in censorship there. Sort of an interesting uh, recollection for him to have and to uh, recall and to have some self-correction on. So think of some of these topics that we've discussed. This idea of recognizing toxicity in others, taking action, honing your own compass, staying away from people that are magnets, even though they might be these beautiful people, they're only beautiful on the outside. And we are at the end of another podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hit that like button if you would. Share this with your friends and family. You never know what they might get out of this. If you'd like to subscribe, feel free to do so. You can do that on the website, link down below. My email is there. So if you have a situation that you'd like me to cover on the podcast, that would be awesome. I'd be happy to do that. Send me an email. And if you'd like to be interviewed and tell your story about accountability and responsibility, send me an email.